Hi, my name is Kate T. Benson. And I believe that for the first time in history, enlightenment is available to all of us. I also believe that we can experience a whole lot more good and a whole lot less bad along our way to enlightenment. The way we get to enlightenment, as well as experiencing a whole lot more good and a whole lot less bad along the way, is by developing flexibility in our identity. So what is identity? Your identity, simply put, it's your sense of who you are. Your identity is made up of everything that you identify with. That includes the social roles you fill, like being a partner or a parent, and who you are at work and in your personal hobbies, and with your friends and your larger extended family. And that's to name just a few of the social roles that we fill. Your identity also includes everything you think of as belonging to me or being mine. So that includes things like your possessions, but again, it also includes things like your friends and your family. When you think my sister or my child or my friend, and perhaps most powerfully, your identity includes all of your beliefs from politics to religion, to your morals, and how you want to live your life. And most powerful are your beliefs about yourself. Our beliefs about ourselves are the most, are the most powerful because how we think about all the above, whether it's religion or your morals or your politics or your relationship with your friends and family, they're all determined by your beliefs about them. And then most powerful is how we think about ourselves. Because how we think about ourselves determines our relationship with everything else. So what does that mean? It means that if we want to change our relationship with anything, we have to change our beliefs about that thing and about ourselves. Most folks are extremely limited in their view of themselves. If you're here right now, you're probably looking for something more. You have the sense that there is more waiting for you out there in the world, but also here within you. And if you're like most folks, what you're really looking for deep down is to be the fullness of who you really are. And the weight of the fullness of who you really are, no matter who you are or where you're from, it's always the same. And that's developing flexibility in your identity. So identity flexibility is about freedom. Flexibility in our identity, it sets us free. With identity flexibility, we're able to choose our beliefs about ourselves which sets us free to choose who we want to be, which sets us free to be the fullness of who we really are. And for most folks, that's about being way bigger than we even think that we can be, because you are. So what does flexibility in our identity look like? 
it looks like getting a little space, a little breathing room from the stories that we tell ourselves and others about who we are. This is what I call our ego-based storyline. I'll use my favorite summary of identity as an example. And just real quick, I'll mention that I went to A&M and I did a master's in psychology and my thesis was, was on identity. And of all the stuff that I've read, this is my favorite summary for identity. So my favorite summary for identity, it comes from, it's basically, it's all the answers that you can give to the Cheshire Cat's question to Alice in Alice in Wonderland. You remember that? The Cheshire Cat asks Alice, who are you? And I think that grown-up Alice, just for example, might say, who are we? Well, we're a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. That's who we are. It means that all of those things are a part of Alice's identity. Like Alice identifies with all of those things. So to help with developing flexibility in y'all's identity, I created a full-length exercise. I published it a few weeks ago. There's a link below. And that exercise is designed to bring you all the way to enlightenment, which means it's also designed to maximize your freedom. So when you're ready you really want to check that out. But so you could try just a super quick, I made a, a super quick, so you could try it. I made a super quick summary of the full exercise. Okay, so grab a pen and paper or your phone just to jot a couple of words down with. And so press pause now and grab something to take some notes with. Okay. So I want you to pick the most important person in your life. The nature of the relationship doesn't matter. Just if I say, who's the most important person in your life? Who comes to mind? Use them. So we're going to pick a memory for that person. And I'll use, I'll use Alice as an example again. So Alice identified one of their most important relationships as being a mom. That's one of their most important social roles was being a mom. And so Alice has a 12-year-old who identifies female. And Alice has a favorite memory of their daughter from many years ago of playing in the mud together after the rain and making mud pies. And it was just Alice's daughter and Alice on one particular day having the time of their lives outside after the rain. And there was one moment where Alice's daughter looked over her shoulder at her mother and Alice will never forget the smile on their daughter's face. And so that is the memory. And if Alice really wanted to remember a core memory of Alice's daughter, that is the memory that Alice would bring to mind. So we're gonna find a memory for your most important relationship that y'all picked. It can be a current or a distant memory, and it can be a big deal memory, like a special event, but it can also be just whatever comes to mind, like what y'all see most often with them. And then once you have that memory, you're gonna pick two or three words that describe that memory just to help bring it to mind. So for example, Alice would pick rainy day to remember their day. All right, so let's pause now and take a moment to find a memory for your most important relationship that y'all picked. And then when you find the memory, just pick two or three words that you can use for describing and recalling it, and then just write those words down. Okay, press pause now and do that.
Okay. So now that y'all have two to three words written down for recalling your memory, now we're going to practice visualizing the memory. And we'll use that two to three word uh, memory prompt to bring up that memory. So for example, Alice's prompt was rainy day, like to bring to mind playing in the mud with their daughter. And so Alice would say rainy day to bring up that memory. And then Alice would visualize that memory, like thinking about making mud pies with their daughter. Alice would really focus on that one moment where their daughter looked over their shoulder at her mother and the smile on their daughter's face and the joy that Alice felt. So right now, look at the words you left to recall a memory for that the individual that you just picked out and use those words to bring that memory up. Meaning in your mind, go back to that day. So like, where were y'all? Where were y'all sitting? Or how were y'all standing? And what were y'all wearing? And how did y'all's clothes feel? And how did y'all feel? And what were the sights and the sounds and the smells of the room? Okay. So go ahead and hit pause now and take a minute or two to sit, just to sit in that memory and just kind of marinate in it. Okay, I'll be here when y'all are ready. Go ahead now. Okay, great job using your prompt to visualize your memory. Take a moment to congratulate yourself. Just say, all you have to do is say, good job or, or well done. And now that y'all have practiced using the prompts to recall and really visualize your memory, next we're going to practice letting go of the memory. And not just letting go of the memory, but letting go of the part of us that is that relationship. So, for example, Alice would bring up that wonderful memory that they have of making mud pies with their daughter and the smile on their daughter's face and the joy that Alice felt in their heart. And Alice would embrace that memory for just a moment, would let it wash over. And then Alice would let it go as if Alice had just awoken from a lovely dream. And then Alice would say, I am no longer a mother. And then Alice would feel that loss. And then Alice would grieve the loss of their daughter because even if it was just a dream, it felt so real. To grieve here means to really try and feel the loss, to feel the aching in your chest and the emptiness in the pit of your stomach. It can be helpful to bring to mind uh, someone knocking on the door or a phone call, uh, letting you know that um, these folks, you know, this person that, that they're not, they're not coming back, that you're not going to see them again. And just to try and sit with that and wrestle with that and the feelings that that brings up. So first we'll do this together and then y'all will do it again on y'all's own. Okay. So Take a look now at the two to three word memory prompt for your most important relationship that y'all picked and bring up that memory and bring up that memory in its richest form, meaning with all of its sights and sounds and smells and feelings and just bring it all up and just marinate in that moment. And so take a moment now with me to just sit with that memory 
and now say, I am or we are no longer a mother, a daughter, a sister, or whatever that significant relationship is. And while the focus seems like it's the loss of, of, of them, and yes, they're gone, but the focus is that you are no longer a mother, a daughter, a sister, or whatever that significant relationship was. And now we'll do this again, but on our own. So go ahead and hit pause now and take a minute or two to wrestle with the idea that you're no longer a mother, a daughter, a sister, or whatever that significant relationship is, and to grieve. All right, I'll be here when y'all are ready. Okay, that is a super quick version of the extended exercise for developing identity flexibility. This exercise is not easy, but if you can do it, it will help to create flexibility in your identity. Flexibility in our identity is about freedom. Identity flexibility sets us free. With identity flexibility, we're able to choose our beliefs about ourselves, which sets us free to choose to be who we want to be, which sets us free to be the fullness of who we really are. And for most folks, that's about being way bigger than we even think we can be. Because you are. And again, I know this exercise is not easy, just trust me that when you can be comfortable playing around with the idea that you're no longer some social identity that's really important to you, like being a spouse or being a parent, that is flexibility in your identity. And flexibility in our identity is about freedom. Identity flexibility sets us free. And with identity flexibility, we're able to choose our beliefs about ourselves which sets us free to choose who we want to be, which sets us free to be the fullness of who we really are. And for most folks, that is about being way bigger than we even think we can be. Because we are. So this week we walked through an exercise for creating flexibility in y'all's identity. It's a very powerful exercise and you may find yourself overwhelmed by it. If that's the case, just give yourself some time and space and come back to it. But come back to it. Because again, I know it's not easy, but really just trust me that when you can be comfortable playing around with the idea that you're no longer some social identity that's really important to you, like being a spouse or a parent, that is flexibility in your identity. And flexibility in our identity is about freedom. Identity flexibility sets us free. 
with identity flexibility, we're able to choose our beliefs about ourselves, which sets us free to be the fullness of who we really are. And for most folks, that's about being way bigger than we even think we can be. Because we are. Okay, that was what I wanted to share today. I would be so very grateful for any feedback. If y'all are curious about me, you can learn more and sign up for my newsletter at kate-t-benson.com. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kate T. Benson and subscribe on YouTube. Also, if you hit like, it helps other folks to find this video. If you enjoyed this and you hit like, it helps other folks to find the video. Thank you so much for your time. I see you. I appreciate you. Until next time. Namaste.